All right, good to see some familiar faces, amen? Good to be saved today, amen? I'm probably going to be a little quieter today, so my apologies. So some of you are going to say, where's the amen? Come on, all right, so uh, I know you all just got done eating, amen? Brother Munchie said we start at 2, if you want to eat, come down at 1, I was here at one fifteen. amen? It just comes natural, amen, so... But uh, appreciate the opportunity to be here. Always a privilege. Brother Muncy's not just a pastor I preach for. He is a friend of mine. Can you all hear me okay? All right. So he is a uh, friend of mine and uh, really been a tremendous blessing. Good to see a lot of the familiar faces here. Amen. So if you don't mind, we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Going to try to keep it to 30 minutes today. I appreciate again the opportunity to be here and something a little bit different today. Usually when I say that, somebody goes through their mind, oh, it must be good then. Amen. So... But uh, it's okay to smile in church, amen? So thank God for his word. Something a little bit different. The Lord's really done some working in my heart lately the last since we saw you last. And I do appreciate you uh, praying for uh, Australia and things like that. I've only flown in the United States. That was 40 years ago when I was in the military. Uh, but uh, this will be something different. But the Lord just orchestrated this tremendously. Uh, so I'll be over there for about four to five weeks. So it'll be a real blessing preaching for four or five pastors and so forth. So appreciate that godly music, amen? So we're going to do the, uh, no, I know you just ate, but if you don't mind standing for God's word, amen? So First um, Thessalonians chapter 5, First Thessalonians chapter 5, something a little bit different. You know, we preach a lot of times at a meeting like this and a lot of times it's, you know, you, you ought to do this, it's 2024, you ought to witness more, you ought to do this more, and you ought to pray more, and you ought to uh, read your Bible more. Those are good things, amen? But I want to hit something, amen? Yeah. I just want to make sure you're all with me, amen? But I want to hit something from a little bit of a different angle, and I want to uh, talk about our, our Lord Jesus Christ, amen? Uh, and try to be a little bit uh, edifying and encouraging, uh, this afternoon, amen? So First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, look at verse 18. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask for your help today. I pray you'd give me clarity of thought and mind and help my scratchy throat to be okay. And just thank you for those that have come out. I know a long day, but Lord God, what a blessing to be able to be in a church that enjoys opening the word of God. Lord, I went by a, a church in uh, Florence yesterday. They said closed for uh, New Year's Eve services. Their whole day was, was shut down. And Lord God, thank you for the opportunity to open your word. I pray you'd uh, be with us, Lord God, and just help us to focus upon your word, get everything else out of our mind. Thank you for the other preachers that are going to be here today. Thank you for the brother that preached this morning. And uh, just pray that you would continue to work with the message that he preached this morning. Thank you again for Brother Muncie, many of the friends here. We ask for your strength uh, and just help us to continue to serve you in 2024. We thank you for your goodness in Christ's name. Amen. All right, I want to preach a message uh, this the this morning, evening, afternoon, all right, amen, called it's time to thank God, amen, Now I know we have the ability as God's people uh, to go to him, amen, the Bible says you have not because you ask that, what a blessing, we can go to God and ask him for things, amen, but I've been pondering a lot, uh, and obviously that's not just the only aspect of prayer, but I've been pondering a lot lately on the concept of how much do we really thank God? I mean, if you're like me, you're probably very guilty of this, and that is it's so easy 
to say, God, we, you know, Lord, we need this. And somebody, you know, Brother Jim, you know, might need strength or a family is sick or this is going on or that's going on. And thank God we have the ability to do that. But if you're like me, it's easy to get into that pattern. We do more asking than thanking God. Amen. Isn't it common? Has anybody ever been guilty of this? Where you, you'll ask God for days and days, weeks or weeks to, thank, uh, to, to do something in somebody's life or your own. And then when he answers, we don't even thank him. Amen? So I want to look at some things about God and about his character. And I want to look today about it's time to thank God. And it's going to be in reference to who he is. Amen? I want to lift up. I want to do what most of America and most of our churches are not doing today. I want to lift up the name of the God of the Bible. Amen? In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? So let's do that today. Amen? So go with me, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Like I said, I'm going to be quieter today. Amen? Hey, if I get loud, it's it's because I care. I have a passion about this stuff. Amen. Preached the Bengals game a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know they're all they'll, they'll come out and they're 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 wearing full outfits and they got purple hair and they got you know all the earring you know just it, they look a mess. Amen. But you know they're there to cheer on their favorite team or player. Amen. Now I have nothing against the Bengals. If you like baseball, that's okay. Amen. But at the same point, why can't we have a passion for Jesus Christ? Amen? So uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, look at me if you would at verse 5. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God. Amen? Uh, The Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. I want to tell you today that we can, just to encourage you, amen? that we can thank God because he is the true and living God. Think about that. We got gods all over the place. I don't want a God who's a wafer on a Sunday morning, amen? Amen. I don't want a God of of Mormonism that's a a brother to Lucifer. I don't want a God who's a celebrity, amen? We have the true and living God, amen? What a privilege. I, I think so many times as I'm pondering this message and other messages, so many times especially in circles like this, that we, we know so much up here, it becomes routine in our life and in our heart, and yet we don't ponder on those things as much. While the, while the, while the world has all their false gods and all the religions have their false, we have the true and living God as Bible-believing Christians. We ought to be thankful for that, Amen. The second thing, if you go to Revelation chapter 4, easiest book in the Bible for a Baptist to find, amen? Revelation chapter 4, amen? Revelation chapter 4. So we're going to look at some things about God that we can be thankful for, amen? Revelation chapter 4. Look at verse 8. Very popular, very powerful passage. Most of us in this room know this. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. We worship, as Bible-believing Christians, we can be thankful for that God is holy. Amen? 
And again, we know that and we say that, but I want you to, to just try for a few minutes, despite the pimento sandwiches, despite the chocolate chip cookies, amen, to think about how holy God really is. I mean, we walk around and yes, we're saved, thank God for that, but we, we so many times can get in the pattern of thinking we're a little bit holier than we probably are. And I want, you know, we, we put the suit on. I preached a couple last year and I've talked about the church face, the church mass. But, you know, we, we don't comprehend. We look at a, we look at a man who, who lives right and he abstains from the, the booze and he doesn't gossip and he doesn't do this, amen, all good things to stay away from, amen. And we say, well, that's a holy person. Now, we ought to be holy as I am holy. We know that. We ought to strive for that as Bible-believing Christians. But take just a moment and think about the holiness of God. If you were to put every preacher, a good, godly preacher that was on, in our world right now and throughout all of history, including the Bible, uh, times of Paul and so forth, put them all together in one congregation, they would not come this close to the holiness of God. Amen? And I'm not trying to discourage from trying to live holy. Amen? But at the same time, listen, even, and I, I say that even in our pulpits, we mess things up. I don't like to be called the, the man of God. No, I'm an unworthy servant of Christ. Amen. And I'm not chastising you if you use that term. But we lift up sometimes the people behind the pulpit. The only one who deserves to be lifted up, the one that we ought to be thankful for uh, is the God of the Bible. Amen. Yes, you'd be thankful for your preacher. Amen. I'm thankful for your preacher. Amen? But I'm talking about having a right biblical balance. Amen? And we live in a world that wants to lift up everything and everybody else, but one reason why we can be thankful for the God of the Bible is he is holy. And we live in a day and an age where people want to take God's name in vain left and right. Amen? God is not the man upstairs. People are like, well, the man upstairs might think highly of me. Listen, he's, he's God, amen? So I want us to be encouraged today as Bible-believing Christians that we can be thankful for the God of the Bible. And one reason is because of his holiness, amen? Think about this. We are, we are prone to sin, are we not? We are prone to pride, amen? We are prone to no matter what we are as Christians, yes, we are saved and we possess the Holy Spirit of God. We're sealed under the day of redemption. But it's so easy to be prone towards sin, is it not? Prone towards wrong thoughts, wrong behavior. I, I got somebody upset at me the other day, a friend of mine at work. And, uh, and I know I've mentioned this before here and, and nobody threw anything at me. But, you know, we think we are so holy. So I brought up to her and I said, you know, what really gets me is sometimes... When, when I preach on speeding, you're smiling, brother. When, when I preach on speeding, people say, well, that doesn't really matter. And I'm not trying to be legalistic or pick on you, amen? That'll come next time I'm here. But it's the idea of we tend to pick and choose where God is holy, amen? And if God says to obey the laws of man, Amen? So if we would only see ourselves compared to God, we'd see our unholiness, Isaiah chapter 6. So I didn't plan on saying that. Maybe Jim's been over the speed limit a few times. I don't know. 
But uh, God's holy. As we are prone to sin, he's prone towards righteousness and holiness. Amen? Look at me if you look at Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Thank God for his word. Amen? I want to be an encouragement to you today. I want to, yes, this is Brother James saying that, amen? I want to be an encouragement. I want to edify the brethren today. And I think what a tremendous way to start out the new year is to lift up our God and remember these characteristics and that we ought to be thankful for him, amen? So Colossians chapter 1, another tremendous thing to be faithful for, or uh, uh, thankful for. Look at Colossians chapter 1, look at verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Again, I think it's one of those areas we talk about. And we come in and we sing wonderful music and we praise God for that. But do we understand what happened before salvation and at salvation? It's, 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 it may be a little more difficult if you were raised in a Christian home, Amen. I know what I was, amen? I was, I, was, I was wicked, amen? There's no doubt about it. If we'd go back and think a little bit about what we were and even what we are today, even to save people prone to sin, but go back to that time when you remember when you were lost and it was all about sin and self and your pleasure and what made you happy and then to think that Jesus Christ came down in the form of man died on that cross and shed his blood for you, brother, and he was raised again. I'm telling you, I am sitting before you as a person redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And what a powerful thing that is. And I, I tell you this, even though I'm prone to sin, even though I've got things that I have to repent of at times, even though I've got things in my life sometimes that I, that I come across or weaknesses, Understand that what a thing to be thankful for. That even in all those things, I can stand before my Savior. I can go to the throne of God and I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And he sees me, he hears me, he cares for me. I'm his child, brother. I stand before you a, a, a man who can bring nothing to God, but I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And I want to encourage us today. Oh, we thank God. You know, we'll ask God for this and for that. Oh, when's the last time that you took 10 or 15 minutes and just thank God for who he is and his character, even, even specifically just for saving you? Amen. I hope and pray you're redeemed here today. Say, oh, I've been to church for five years. Hope and pray you're redeemed, you've been saved. Amen. Forgiven, washed in the blood. When God sees me, he no longer sees my sin positionally. He sees the nail-scarred hands and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Amen. Look at me if you would. Go down to um, Psalm, or go to Psalm 106 if you would. Psalm 106. Psalm 106. Amen. Old Testament next to the book of Hezekiah, brother. All right, Psalm 106. God's been good, amen? Psalm 106, look at verse 1. 
something else. It's time to thank God, amen? And I, and I would encourage us to do that today, to start our new year off that way, amen? Psalm 106, look at verse 1. Praise you, the Lord, who give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Anybody here ever experienced God's mercy as a believer? I want you to think about that. Every time we sin, God has the option of taking you home or chastening you. What a powerful God of mercy we have. I'm glad I don't have the God of Islam. Amen. And yes, I'll say that publicly. It's just waiting for me to do wrong. I have a God up there. He's not, God's, the Lord's not up there. The biblical God of this Bible is not up there with a baseball bat waiting for you to do wrong to put you in your place. He's a God of mercy. Amen. And too many times in our churches, people mess up. Amen. And many times we don't reveal or show that mercy to them. Somebody stumbles, messes up, gets in sin. Our, Galatians chapter 6, our desire ought to be to restore them. Amen. Look at me if you would quickly now. Psalm 145, verse 8. Psalm 145, verse 8. I've only been two minutes, so I've got 28 left. Amen. Psalm 145. Just kidding. Preacher says 30 minutes. I'm sticking to 30. Amen. But I appreciate the opportunity to be here. So, and I just want to encourage you. I don't know what the message was this morning. I'd like to hear it uh, later today. I'm sure it was a blessing. But, um, I want to encourage you anytime today, anytime, any preaching in the future, if God deals with your heart, we're, we are so robotic sometimes, even in our independent Baptist churches, sometimes especially. Amen? Now, I believe there ought to be order, decently in an order. Amen? But I want to encourage you, if God deals with your heart, during a message, you don't have to wait for an altar call. You can just come on up. I mean, you say, people think I'm crazy. Do we allow God to move us or man? Amen? That went over so well. Let's go to Psalm 145, verse 8. Amen? All right, Psalm 145, look at verse 8. The Lord is gracious, full of compassion. So here we are. Save people. If you're here, you're saved. Wash in the blood. Amen? And God has revealed, He is full of compassion. Amen? And we see the Lord Jesus Christ doing that in the, in the New Testament, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see Paul desiring, rathering that his life would be taken, in essence, in order that Israel could be saved. It's compassion. And, and though we know many times what to do as believers, I want to encourage you to understand that God is a God of mercy, holiness, and we ought to be thankful. We ought to be so thankful for his compassion. And again, what a tremendous difference from all the false Jesuses of this world in that he desires to help us and encourage us. Yes, he's holy. He may have to chasten us. But at the same point, his desire is for our good. His desire is to please him, amen? So here God, and I don't know all of your backgrounds, but here the Lord has been so good to everybody here who's saved. It's been good whether you're not saved or not, amen? But those of us that are saved have experienced that in a, in a way the lost can't, amen? So I don't know all of your backgrounds. Some of you I'd be afraid to ask, amen? But, but think about it. So here we are, saved, a home in heaven. We're going to be with Jesus Christ one day, John 14, 1 through 4, Amen? 
And he has all this compassion on us, enough that we had the opportunity to come to Christ, we got saved, and yet does he not still give compassion to us? So what a thing to be thankful for. You say, oh, this is just basic stuff. You know what I find? Some of the most basic stuff in the Bible is the deepest and what I need the most. Amen? But I want to bring that a little bit deeper here. So if we're supposed to have all that compassion, if God had all that compassion on you, on you, on me, then should we not have that compassion on those that are lost? I'm going to be something, do something a little bit different here. I want you to not be Baptist, but be honest. If you've ever, amen, brother. I didn't get that from him, amen. That's why it was funny. But if, if just kidding, brother. If, and I want to be honest here. I want to be serious. If you have ever not had compassion on somebody because they were in a different financial state or class than you were in, or maybe they were a different color than you, or maybe because they were sitting on the side of the road asking for money, I want you to be honest and raise your hand if you've ever done that. I have. I had something happen to me a while ago, and you know I've preached a lot of nasty events. I was at Walmart about a month ago. And I, I'm, I know you'll think it's great. I believe the Lord can put me down an aisle, give me a place to park, show me what registry he wants me to go to, and I believe the Lord had this right there. And this young man was waiting on me. I would venture to say he was probably a homosexual. And in the old days, in my mind, what would have come through this mind would have been how wicked. Now, the homosexual lifestyle is wicked, amen? We know that. But God has done a work in my heart, and I want him to get the glory that as that man waited on me, I had a conversation with him, not even about Christ. It ended with a gospel track. But I'm telling you something. I reached out to shake his hand. Why is it that we want to think we're okay and they're not as bad as we are, but by the grace of God, we'd be going to hell just like them? How dare we? Think in such a manner. And those of you that know me from years ago, when I used to preach some revival meetings and things for Brother Muncie a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, amen? I lacked in compassion. I went to Chick-fil-A drive-thru. I was talking to him on the phone. What a, what a, and, and it's, and it's Chick-fil-A. They're busy. There's 40, 50 cars. Florence, Kentucky. And I go in there a lot of times, once, twice a week, verse shirts on, sometimes have church services almost. Witness to people, they'll come up to me, tremendous time. I've gotten to know all of them there. And, and, and I almost hesitate to say this. I don't want you to think it's me lifting myself up. But I went through that line as I'm talking to Brother Munson, I had to put him on hold. What a, what a uh, blessing, a preacher actually waits on hold while another preacher goes to the drive-thru, amen? This man looked at me, and he's got the, he's got the bag in his hand. He goes, James? Then he looks over and sees me. He goes, James, probably 45 years old, lost man. I'm telling you, he said something to me that changed. It, it struck me. I don't remember his exact words, but it was something like this. He said, you know, I want to tell you something. He goes, I've seen people wearing those Jesus shirts before. It put a bad taste in my mouth. He said, you know, you come through here, and he goes, you care about people. 
And he said, he said, you're nice, you're kind to people, and the way you are with other people. Something along the line of how it impacted him. He's a lost man. Would be to God, God would use that, that, that maybe a month from now he'd come to me to find out how to be saved, that maybe somebody will knock on his door, maybe he'll walk into Landmark Baptist Church. Would be to God, and I'd, I'd lift God up. I'm not, I'm not lifting myself up. I'm a dirtbag for Christ, Amen. But God has changed my life and given me a compassion and weeping for people at times. This man's going to go to hell. How can I sit there and dare think of him as any less than somebody who needs the mercy and compassion of God? It broke my heart. People see everything you do. And our Savior does too. So in this thing, this message about being thankful to God, I want to encourage you to look at the attribute of his compassion and his holiness and try to apply them to our life with God's help. I'm almost done. Five minutes left. Amen. He said, he said 30 minutes. He didn't say 29 and a half. Amen. Isn't God good though, folks? Amen. Look at me if you had to go back to Revelation. We're going to end there. Revelation chapter four again. Great passage, Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. We read verse 8. Now look down at verse um, 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Well, I'll, I'll sorry. let's go to 9. And when those beasts, these beasts, those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. It's the, it's, it's the verse I'm going to close with tonight or this afternoon. But I want us to think on this. The, being thankful for God, yes, for his holiness as we looked at in verse 8. But do you realize he's the only one worthy of our worship? And you look at other verses in the Bible and you put them together, and I'm going to do a real serious study on this. But I see a connection between thankfulness to God. Yes, for what he's done for us. Yes, for how he gets a flat tire changed or puts a few dollars in our pocket. But thankfulness for who he is and his holy character. And, and, and there's a connection between that that ought to drive us to understanding his holiness and that ought to drive us to worship him. And I really think there's a connection between being thankful to God for his character and for what he has done for us that it could bring us into a level of worship more than we've had in, in many of our lives. And I'm not talking Pentecostal, dancing around nonsense. No offense, if, but... I'm talking about real worship. Just imagine taking 30 minutes and meditating on God and how good he is and how thankful, and then telling him, Lord, I'm thankful for this. I'm telling you, here's, here's how to work. You'll start out with uh, thankful for your salvation, thankful for the Bible, amen. But I'm telling you, your mind will probably start working Unless it's been too clogged by a TV, amen? But uh, I'm not picking, amen? But, but it'll start working. 
and, and be thankful for this and for that and for me having a vehicle to drive and having food in my belly and having air to breathe. And then it'll go on to this and that and situations in your life and you'll probably end up 30 minutes will go by and you'll think, wow, I've been, I, I, I got a lot more to say yet, Lord. And then we know what it can do. It can lead to worship of God in a way that most believers probably never experience. We take so much for granted. Going over to Australia over there, the friends of mine, they don't have air conditioning in their bedrooms, a lot of them. And they're nice homes. But they don't have air conditioning. It's not a common thing over there. And yet most of us, if our air conditioning broke in our vehicle, amen, we'd have some real problems or our heat. We have a lot we take for granted, Amen. I believe that there is something to being thankful to our God and for the things that were mentioned today, and I'm sure there's a much more extensive list. But I believe it, there's a connection there between that and worship of our God. Amen? So I hope and pray that's been an encouragement to you. That's what the Lord put on my heart. What a good God we serve. Amen? Amen. Thank you all for your time.